Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is our number two of Fantasy Sports today as we get ready to turn the clock to October. We still have some September business to get to. Game capsules of the Chiefs and Lions and a Monday Night Football preview is on deck. Fantasy Sports Today, Hour 2 starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, our number two of our show. If you are listening live, thanks so much for doing so. Our producer today, of course, is Sean Guastamacchia. Along with Joe Pizzapia, I am Craig Mish. If you're listening on demand, you can catch the first hour of the show. We went through a lot of the different issues in terms of fantasy, things that happened yesterday. Lucky for us, kind of a quiet week in terms of injuries, so nothing major, at least to start the show today. Some more quarterback issues, of course, but no quarterback issues whatsoever yesterday. In Detroit with the Chiefs and Lions, Joe, the Chiefs go into Kansas City as a significant favorite and come out of there eking out a win for sure. They struggle early. They finish late. Kansas City rushes for three touchdowns in this game, one to McCoy, two to Darrell Williams, and I don't think really they helped you at all in in standard leagues, maybe in some DFS. Uh, Kelsey had a nice game, seven for 85. Mahomes, uh, okay. I mean, he'll have some of these games where it's a good game. It's just not a great fantasy game. 315 passing yards could have been a lot worse. Like, talk to 20 other quarterbacks. <laughs> it could have been Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's 15 Kirk Cousins yesterday. Uh, Carry on Johnson. Great game for him. Let's give this guy some props. 125 rushing yards and 32 receiving yards against KC. Kenny Galladay had his game. Probably nothing next week, but great game this week. Five for 67. Two touchdowns. Uh, Stafford had a nice game. He was somewhat questionable for the game, but he played and played well. Three touchdowns for him. There was a controversial call toward the end of the game where Kansas City got back into this one, and also TJ uh, Hawkinson showed up nicely for this one and did score a touchdown, but not a lot of people started him after the last couple of weeks, and he's also in the concussion protocol. But it, it's definitely worth mentioning because I think in Dynasty Leagues, Hawkinson's going to be a player. Uh, what oh, was absolutely. your takeaway from this game? Yeah, unfortunately, Hawkins would go up in the air and land on his head on that one. That looked kind of uh, scary at the time. But luckily, uh, you know, he woke up from it and he was uh, able to to leave the field on his own accord. But definitely, I would be shocked if he was playing next week. It was great to see Kenny Galladay bounce back because last week, a lot of people started to panic. Was at two for 17, I think, last week. And everyone went, here we go again. Kenny Galladay is going to disappear on us. But big bounce back here. Not surprising against this Chiefs defense. Also, Jones being very good in this one. Finally, we got the non-ugly carry-on game. We did not get a touchdown in this one, but it didn't matter because he looked good. Yeah. He looked good. And that was what we're looking. And the Chiefs make everybody look good. That's what it is. And yeah, look, it, it was a weird game. I'll tell you what, I give I give them a ton of credit on the Detroit side of this game because Slay was also banged up in this game. And they went out there and they had a game plan in the first quarter of this game. If you're going to stop Mahomes, you stop him early. You have a good game plan against him, and it's what the Patriots did in the NFC Championship game. They did it here in Detroit as well. Everybody was so excited to see, oh, my God, Mahomes in the dome, on the turf. It's going to be amazing. Turns out zero touchdowns. So unbelievable. Yes, he played well, especially in the second half to get them back in this game. He just didn't have the TVs to show for it. 
Uh, LaShawn McCoy having a very LaShawn McCoy game. I think this is his role in the offense, Craig. What do you think? I feel like the 11 for 56 and a touchdown, that'll play. That's fine. But like he's kind of your flex RB right now, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the other thing that I would say, too, that my takeaway from from this also is completely aside from anything that you've said, all that was on point is that I feel like in the leagues I have Darwin Thompson at this point. I'm just going to cut him. Like I, you have I just, to. You even, have even, to. Even I holding Hank. him at this point, I think that's it. You, you yeah. cut him. And Damian Williams, too. I mean, like, what? why? What, oh, he'll point? come He'll come back and you'll hold him with with the hopes that he's in that three-man rotation. But, yeah, no, he, Damian Williams, uh, as it stands, well, look, Barkley is going to be the bust of the year. If, if we're factoring injuries in, Barkley's probably going to be the bust of the year because he's the number one overall pick. It's a fact. Uh, but, but... Uh, Damian Williams is also going to be in that bust of the year conversation. I think at the end of the year, there's some people who feel yeah. he'll come back and he'll be good. Uh, but he was a second, third round pick for every single person. And man, at the end of the year, I mean, I personally don't think the guy gets five touchdowns, but we'll see. Gurley's in that discussion in too right now. Let's be honest. Not Maybe really. Bell not really. In no. that discussion. Nah, but no. Gurley's healthy and he could get 10 points a week. Like, I mean, bust of the year conversation. I don't think Gurley's in the bust of the year conversation i think that barkley is in the bust of the year conversation damien williams is in the bust of the year uh guess who else is in that conversation deandre hopkins is, yeah. in, the, is in the conversation at yeah, this point they're making point. him throw the football that's genius that that's some great coaching let's like deandre hopkins throw the football not catch it oh god yeah all right speaking of which uh that was that was the game plan yesterday so uh in this super contest uh howard and i are in in the uh, gold nugget we did not have a good week one of the picks we did make was uh, carolina so I wanted to watch this game pretty closely. Really good game plan for Carolina. It was this. We are putting two guys on Hopkins, and you're going to have to figure it out, which was the same, <laughs> which was the same game plan the week before. And you know what? Uh, if, if Houston does not like alter from this plan and get this figured out, Hopkins is not going to do anything all year. They are, have eliminated this guy from the game. You know and, what? The other, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done there. Go ahead. Let me finish this off. Um, Watson did rush for a touchdown, so that was good. Their running game's horrible. Now, in terms of the Panthers, they did everything possible to give the Texans the game, which seems to be the last two years of Texans football is that teams give them games. Uh, Kyle Allen, uh, look, he didn't play good, Joe. I'm sorry. Like, he fumbled, he fumbled three times, man. Like, I watched this, uh, and, and I'm sure he'll be better against, uh, you know, subpar opponents. 232 passing yards, but, man, like, he put the ball on the ground way too often. McCaffrey was a stud. We've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. Uh, I feel he's the number one guy in fantasy moving forward. And also, I want to give credit to a kicker. This kid, Joey Sly, I'd never heard about him before this year. He had all three kicks, and he kicked a 55-yarder. I think if you play in a kicker league, Sly is a is a kicker one it's, uh, this year. He's been great, this guy. Yeah, terrific. Um, I wonder, not, not that it could have really helped all that much, the Texans offensive line is so bad. Do you think that not having Lamar Miller back there, a guy who, um, I mean, I don't even know because I don't even know if I could speak to it. I have to go check on the grades and stuff on PFF and places like that. Was not having him in the backfield helping out a little bit, protect Watson, also something that nobody ever thought about, maybe the repercussion of that injury? I, maybe, but Duke Johnson's a great pass blocker, so I'm not sure. You know, they, they just I, I just can't figure out what Houston's doing. Did by, by the way, I didn't pay that close attention. Was Tunsil playing yesterday? You know what? This was unfortunately not a game I saw. Okay. I just saw highlights I, on this. I, I just don't think that that is there. I don't really I hate to do the whole knocking on coaches thing, but I'm just not a fan of this one. Like this is just one of those teams where, again, like Atlanta, where I see talent and uh, Sean in our trust or bus segment on Friday. I don't maybe Sean has Will Fuller. I don't know, but he brought Will Fuller up and I was like, 
why? Like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> why, why are we even talking about this guy? You know, your world's colliding. And, and, and in a game, the, and the Texans. Wow. And in, and in, <laughs> someone's got to win. And in a game that they double Hopkins and still you're getting nothing on the other side of that. Like, I don't, I'm very sad for Houston and Watson could have a great career, but they got to get this guy some help. Like they need a McVay offensive mind with that guy. Like there, there's no reason that Lamar Jackson's fantasy points should be higher than Deshaun Watson's none zero. And they are. And that's uh that's a sad way that we've gone down this season for sure. All right. So we are off and running in the second hour of the show uh, coming up next. Uh, it will be Joe flying solo here for the remainder as he'll go over some of the other games that we've missed. We still got a lot to get to. We got the Bears and the Vikings, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And of course, last night's Saints Cowboys game. Also a Monday night football preview and all of the latest injuries that are going on in the world of fantasy sports. So stay tuned for that as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. This is hour number two. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes here on FST. Don't go away. My girlfriend happens to be from Buffalo. She made a few phone calls to season ticket holders who swear a number of them were actually tossed towards the field, but they made no mention. One girl even talked to taped it to the side of her leg. If you have any any questions, like, no, no, no. This is 2019, baby. This is fluid these days. I'm allowed to do it. Kudos to her, lunatic. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Share Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also allows and offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Steelers by minus three, if they beat the Bengals by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Joe Pizzapia. Craig Mish is off for the rest of the holiday, enjoying time with his family. Uh, somebody still loves Craig Mish. See, you think that you love him. His family loves him even more. and He's going to have a nice day with them, which means you're stuck with me. But I'm not alone. I'm bringing in my good friend here, friend of the show, friend of the Black Book. You know him from the Quant Edge. He's Derek Brown. D-Bro, how you doing, baby? <laughs> what is hanging, Joe? It's been, look, it's a good day. Uh, Sunday treated me well. I can't say that I, I didn't lose money, didn't make money. So, look, if you're not in the uh, if you're not in the loss column, it's always a good day, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> now, look, it was a, it was a good week for me. I talked about it with Craig too. It was like the perfect storm of all those wide receiver value guys that I drafted. And ooh, man, I had a couple where I had all three of those dudes go in the Sutton Cup. Uh, and Goodwin all in one league, and it was uh, not fun for my opponents. But, uh, of course, the one league I keep losing in, no matter what happens, I am 0-4 now, is in the charity league for the Black Book Listener League. I am a complete disaster. I'm a train wreck. I am I'm a donor. I am officially donating to the charity <laughs> league. Here you go. You take all my money. So I guess I'm losing for a good cause. But let's, <laughs> let's stop and let's chat about some of the uh, big performances of the day and what that means going forward. We'll get to the rest of the games we haven't hit on later. Debro and I will break those down for you. But... Uh, I would like to go through and see what we can peel away from some of these big outings. Now, we talked a little bit about the Jared Goff outing. And I'll tell you what, it's great he threw for 500 yards. Fantasy owners love that. They hate the three picks. That's not great. And Jared Goff at home was supposed to be this thing that we could all set our watches to, right, Derek? And I'll tell you what, I'm starting to be concerned that Sean McVay, and I said it to Craig earlier in the show, is just gotten so far away from what made this team so good, and that is running the football. Now, whether they can run the football, whether Todd Gurley's health is prohibitive, whether it's just they want to baby him so much that they're just super concerned. I don't know what it is. All I know is you can't lose at home to the Bucs. I don't care if he throws for a thousand yards. This is a bad look. So what's your takeaway here from this Rams offense right now? No, and I, I absolutely agree with you. Like all the uh, the stats, the box score stuff, like him throwing for 517, that's grand and great and wonderful. But you add three picks on top of it. This defense that came into this, I think they allowed only one passing touchdown walking into this. Let the Bucs just walk all over. You put up 55 points. You give up 55 points to a Bucs team that should not be able to do this versus you. Like, where was Akeem Tlaib? Where was Nikhil Roby Coleman? Like, I don't understand it, man. Their defense just laid down and played dead and did it in a great fashion considering. But, yeah, you've got to be worried if you're the Rams. They're not running the ball. This, this offensive line is not getting a push. And whether it's Gurley's health, if it's Gurley's health, they need to sit here and split this more. Let Malcolm Brown tote the rock. Give him the ball. Let the guy with the, with the healthy legs 
do the work and get this team back on the right track. All right, so let's go on the other side of this game too. Winston, I know you had the one pick, but pretty good game for Winston. Let's be honest, just two good games in a row here for the most part. Now, again, it was the Giants defense, not very good. Uh, he's still going to always throw picks. That's just who Winston is. But did we write off this Bucks offense too quickly? Ronald Jones starting to carry the football now. You got Evans and Chris Goodwin eating at the same time. So were the uh, the tales of the demise of the Bucks out of the gate of, oh, they suck, it's terrible, it's never going to work. Were people jumping a little too quick on that? Because these last two weeks now, all of a sudden, this looks like an offense that's very, very scary. Yeah, I mean, I think in some aspects, I think people jumped off too quickly. I think it's just the fact that there's a stink that surrounds Jameis Winston <laughs> that will never go away. It doesn't matter how much soap you, you encrust this man with and how hard you scrub. It's just never going to go away. The one thing I think will remain with this, though, Joe, that we have to get to real quick is that O.J. Howard is not going to be a thing this year. Like, no, as much as you kind of want that to happen – it's not happening. They're running 12 personnel. They're asking him to block more than they're asking him to do anything else. The offensive line is terrible. So while I believe in, in Winston and Evans and, and Godwin going forward, O.J. Howard's not a thing. It's not going to be a thing, man, unfortunately. All right, let's move on here to something that was a thing, which is Leonard Fournette. So another big game from him. Now, look, these big game games for him come on big chunks, which we know, and that's what he is. So this is my argument at this point right now with Leonard Fournette. We all know the injuries are always looming, kind of creep up anytime. I think you can rest assured right now that you feel like Leonard Fournette is a low-end RB1, but I'm still nowhere near ready to put him in the first-round conversation based on the fact that there are some of those games where we'll have 20 carries for 35 yards, and those are frustrating, and that's not something you can deal with a first-rounder. Is that a fair assessment right now of Leonard Fournette's value? Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, I, I would put him – I mean, if we're talking about next year purposes, he's like in the second round for me right now. Um, because as great as 225 yards, because we, we can't we can't shy away from that. That's great, grand, and wonderful, and his past team involvement is wonderful. But the fact of it remains is that what pushed him over, and this is still not a like a back-breaking type of game if you were facing him in fantasy, no touchdowns. Still, no touchdowns. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> that's where we're at here. And it's also where the – and this is part of my concern, too, is the – Jaguars offense just not being very inspiring. And that was with Foles at quarterback. I know everybody loves Gardner Minshew. It's a great story, but this he hasn't made them prolific yet. Okay. So let's let's not uh let's not get too much on the mustache right now and let's get off the mustache ride a little bit and not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about that Eagles background uh backfield a little bit too, because Jordan Howard on many a bench this week had 15 for 87 and two touchdowns. And you see that line, and I'm sure a lot of people just incredibly frustrated. I wonder how many leagues he was actually started in <laughs> if you go across the board. So what do you do going forward with these Eagles running backs? I mean, I know you and I were not necessarily big fans of this because of Doug Peterson, but we know a lot of people are stuck with one or two of these guys. So what's your best advice going forward? Are you just running them out there every week hoping for the best or is this a one-off? How do you see this situation for the Eagles backfield? It's going to be a mess. It's still going to be a three-way split. And you're going to – I mean, uh, well, I don't have any hair, but if I did, I'd be pulling it out if I had Eagles back uh, running backs that I owned. Um, I, I think that for everybody that wants Miles Sanders to ascend, man, unless there's an injury, it's just not going to happen. I don't see it happening. If you have Jordan Howard, you got to flip him, right? Like, would you be getting rid of him? Like, this has to be. Oh, I think pinnacle, have, this right? is your only time. This might be yeah. your only window to make that kind of deal, D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. No, I don't know where else it, it is. It, it, look, if you can't flip Jordan Howard in in like at least a two for one trade after a three touchdown game, I don't know when you're going to be able to. It's not coming if you can't do it now. <laughs> and you're not going to get much. I mean, it's not like you're going to turn that into Ezekiel Elliott or something like that. But 
I don't know if you can if you could turn it into you know I'm trying to think of what you could turn it into. It's very different. Okay, I, well, would I you turn it into you. Stephon Diggs? Would you take that right now? Yeah, I take that. I think Here's I would. Too. Well, if you could flip Jordan Howard and maybe a little extra sauce on it for say <laughs> Tyler Boyd, would you do that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I like it. Who doesn't like a little extra sauce? By the way, what, what's your? Do you have a go-to <laughs> nugget sauce? By the way, what's your go-to? Oh man, are you a sweet and buffalo. sour guy? No, nah, oh, you're a buffalo, buffalo guy. You're a buffalo guy. Oh guy. yeah. All right, that's your nugget sauce, huh? You, you know, usually that's yeah. like like a popular nugget. You get buffalo as a nugget sauce nowadays? Is that like standard? Yeah, dude. yeah well, and, you know, I, I don't know where you're getting your nuggets at, but I yeah, know, man. I don't get nuggets very often. I should. I should get more nuggets, but like I'm always a sweet and sour nugget guy. You know, I'm not like uh, like Rick from Rick and Morty who needs a Szechuan sauce, which, by the way, <laughs> I don't know how they haven't brought the Szechuan sauce back with all of that for the last couple of years on Rick and Morty, just as a promotion tied into Rick and Morty for I guarantee you they would have a record breaking nugget sale day at McDonald's if they brought back the Szechuan sauce just for that. All right, let's talk about some of these receivers, too. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, man, I'm so frustrated. I want to punch Bill O'Brien. I'm so frustrated, man, because there's DeAndre Hopkins trying to throw passes instead of catch them this week. And. I'd love a gadget play as much as the next guy, but Derek, I don't understand where, <laughs> look, I know it's hard enough just trying to keep Watson upright right now. Cause the O line's playing so bad, but where are they right now with this? You've got to just keep funneling the ball to DeAndre Hopkins as much as possible. I don't care if he's double team, triple team. You got to figure something out. I know Kenny still is getting hurt in this game. Didn't help, but where's Will Fuller? Where's all this Kiki QT nonsense that everybody told me was going to be a thing this year, Derek. Um, I'm still waiting for it, Joe. I'm, I'm oh. waiting for it too. And, here, here's the, uh, I guess, my my takeaway from it. I really don't think Watson's healthy. I don't. He has not been moving How can the same he be way healthy? in the body. He can't stand upright. No, I, I agree. He's been getting just beat to heck and back. Like, he looks like like a steak. You flop on the, on the counter, and you start beating it with a bottle to tenderize it. But, like, he's about to go in the skillet. Like, if they cannot sit here and get this guy a clean pocket, and I know he holds the ball a long time, but you got to get the ball out of his hand. Where's Duke Johnson? Where's the dump-offs to Duke Johnson and getting the ball out of Watson's hands that I saw week one versus the Saints? That needs to come back and be a thing. Yeah, You're right. They need to go back to that game plan and figure that out. All right. Derek Brown and I are going to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to recap the rest of the afternoon games for you, including the primetime game and a little look ahead to Monday Night Football because that's always fun. You're listening to FST. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish uh, out for the rest of the afternoon, but that's okay. We got all your football. Stick around. More after this. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia here hosting in for Craig Mish. Craig will be back tomorrow. Don't worry. He's enjoying life. And you're enjoying life, too, because you're listening to this show and you're having a good time. We're talking football with my good friend, Derek Brown from the Quant Edge, also from the Fantasy Black Book. And you can follow Derek on the Twitter machine at DBROFFB, right? Did I forget something in there? Is there an underscore? I feel like uh, there's an underscore. There's an underscore somewhere, okay. like right after DBRO. DBRO underscore FFB. <laughs> What's with you guys in the underscores? I mean, seriously, the underscore. Really? Uh, it, that was a thing. It, I blame it on Twitter. The, uh, Twitter made me do it. <laughs> there you go don't forget the underscore because then you'll never find Derek and you should because he does great work especially in the DFS community over there at the Quant Edge uh, great write-ups there where I actually write up a couple things too I do the 1 p.m. slate there uh speaking of the 1 p.m. slate how about them chargers it was a little rocky early going and there was a part of me even though it was my survivor pick that really just wanted to see this just the death knell of the chargers in a way, I mean, what could be more Chargers than losing to the Dolphins, I thought. But <laughs> alas, it, it came back around. Eventually, the Chargers did figure it out. We have Melvin Gordon back in the fold. But really, it was the Austin Eckler show. I know, and you know, we were all in on Keenan Allen. I was in on Inman, luckily. I saved my day with that a little bit, <laughs> with all my Dontrell Inman advice as a, as a lineup builder this week, because there was nobody else out there. No Benjamin. Uh, no Mike Williams. Why not Dontrell Inman? He was familiar with the offense, but Keenan Allen was a big bust. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he was a big bust. And people that's looking at the box score, the other thing about this is he did have a 70-yard touchdown. I know it doesn't help people because they don't get the points. He did have a 70-yard touchdown that got called back. Yeah, when they get called back, it uh, doesn't help you much. It's frustrating. And, and yeah, I saw it. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you, <laughs> we were looking for, I don't know, 14 catches in this game oh, for him, man. he had five. I mean, he had five. He had six targets. I don't know how all the targets went away all of a sudden. But, uh, look, this is what the Chargers needed. They needed to win a football game. Eckler, obviously, was the story. 18 carries for 60 in this one, plus five for 62. Two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. 
Uh, on the Dolphins, uh, I don't know what you want to take away from this game, but a Devontae Parker touchdown, I feel like that's a coupon for a free ice cream cone that expired two years ago. That's the best way I could put that. How do you feel about that? Is that a good analogy? I, I love that analogy. I was going to go with something like uh, a used package of hot dogs left out in the sun. Um, I, it's just Can you eat that? Can you eat that? If like if the sun is hot enough, does it cook them and then they're cooked? Because they're basically cooked already, right? Um, that's probably close to like yeah, like the egg and the concrete kind of thing. Yeah, let's take like that know. analogy. Yeah, I'll, I'll work with that. Those people who cook the uh, who bake the cookies on their uh, dashboard when it's like 140 degrees in Arizona. <laughs> I love those things. That's what the internet is for. That. And for underscores, that's what it's for. But look, what's your takeaway for next week? Where, where are we at with Melvin Gordon in terms of uh, your expected workload from him? Is it just all bets are off now going forward or what? I think it's going to be split. I think uh, probably 50-50 looking at uh, the next week or two uh, with him. And I mean, I, I think, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. I think it's going to go back to next year. I mean, last year's uh, backfield. I think you're going to have a, about a 65-35 split. Eckler is going to be a low-end RB2, high-end flex, and Gordon's going to be what he is. And, uh, I mean, and look, if it's a stretch run for your playoffs, if he's still healthy, I mean, catch your lucky stars because we can only say that on, like, one hand. So if you got him, you're starting him. But you, you don't feel really great about what Melvin Gordon – I mean, you, put it this way, Joe. Do you see Melvin Gordon staying healthy for the rest of the season? Uh, you know, it's always tricky when guys don't have a regular training camp, what you think. Um, the problem is Melvin Gordon has had a lot of injuries anyway, so I don't think it could help the scenario. Uh, I think your best scenario, if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, is to try to acquire Eckler on the cheap. Yeah, I think that's that's like, you know, just, yeah. just to hedge your bets, get it all in-house, and then figure it out. Next week, they're at home against the Broncos, so... Like, what's your expectation line? Are we talking like 10 carries? Are we talking 15 for, for Gordon? Like, where does it go to? I, I put in probably like 15 total touches. Somewhere I was shocked that, that he didn't get more work in this one, to be honest. Like, why are we going to activate him? He's not going to get a ton of work just because Jackson was out. Is that it? Just for an emergency? He, he worked on his sideline hat game. I mean, I saw him on the guy. <laughs> look, he, he was working the hat. And, I, you know, I mean, maybe that was just more of like a warm up for his triceps. I, I don't know. But I, look, it. I, I thought it was hilarious, all of the worry about Eckler throughout the week. They're like, oh, Gordon's going to play. Oh. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's well, I got worried at the end. I gotta be, I'm, I'm one of them. I got worried at the end because it was a part of me that said, because it was the Dolphins, this was the perfect scrimmage game to get Melvin Gordon up to speed. It was almost like a week four practice. Like, I felt like just could go out there and just, you know, go play the Dolphins for a couple of snaps. Go out there and play 25 snaps. And that that concerned me. It didn't end up being the case. It was a big smoke screen. So, well, there I go. I was wrong on that one. And I said it when Craig wasn't around. He loves it when I'm wrong. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't here for that. Shh, don't tell him. All right. So let's move on to the next one here. Look, uh, the Seahawks jumped early on the Cardinals. And I was actually frankly shocked that the Cardinals didn't get back into this game because to me, the Cardinals are exactly the kind of team that was going to get back into this game and make this one closer at the end. And they just didn't. And I know DJ had a a good fantasy day with the eight catches for 99, but look, this is kind of a disappointing run here. I know there was the big pick for Clowney too. That was certainly a a knife in the heart kind of moment. You saw CJ Prosize get involved too. He had a rushing touchdown in this one. So um, Chris Carson owners were throwing things at TV sets everywhere, but still Chris Carson, most important thing, 22 for 104, also caught four balls for 41 and no fumbles. Yay. No fumbles for Chris Carson. Huzzah. Man, I th- this game, watching this game, and I, I watched every second of this game. 
seeing the Cardinals, I was expecting them to do something a la week one, like versus the Lions where they come back at the very end of it. And we did not see it, man. I, I'm actually kind of worried about this offense moving forward. Like it's nothing but dink and dunk. And I understand getting the ball out of Murray's hands fast was supposed to be part of this, but if you're not going to take shots downfield and you're going to be nothing but just dump offs every single time. And Murray looks so fidgety in the pocket. What's to keep defenses honest. Like if he's not going to push the ball down the field, they're not going to win any ball games, and I know that's not part of it. But we're not going to get a lot of great fantasy outings out of this team either. I mean, what do you think, Joe? <sighs> I don't know, man. You know, it, this is this is a tricky one for me. Uh, it's just this game didn't meet the expectations I had. O- overall, when I come out of this game, my thought process is Carson's going to be the guy in Seattle. My thought process is the Seattle Seahawks are still not a, a good football team, in my opinion. I think there's still a lot of holes there. And on the Arizona side, I'm just – Kyler Murray is fun to watch sometimes. But if I – we Craig asked this question earlier in the, in the show. I'm going to ask you this. Rookie of the year right now, Gardner Minshew or Kyler Murray? And, and it's not even – It's Minshew for you? Is that what he's – yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, it really is at this point. I mean, he's going in there. He's winning big games. And this is not fantasy rookie of the year, mind you. This is actual rookie of the year. I think that's that, that's the difference everyone needs to keep in mind here. But, man, right now, they just look like that squad. Uh, let's let's touch a little bit. Um, kind of gloss over this game earlier, but let's hit it up right now, too. Cousins has been absolutely awful, right? Uh, you have Trubisky leave this game with the injury, and then Chase Daniel comes in. And, look, the Bears defense will make anybody look bad, but – at this point, in your opinion, I agree with Craig. I think Cousins is basically done now. Six more sacks, another fumble there for him. It's just not good. Actually, two fumbles. What am I saying? I forgot about the other one. So do you think Cousins is basically just done? Is he toast? I think so. And as much as I love Kirk Cousins, I've kind of been on the bandwagon of of uh, having the guy's bag and believing that he was a good quarterback and stuff. So I'll, I'll own the L on this one. I, man, he, he looks rough. Yeah, I don't know Chase, if it's the flow of this offense. I don't know what it is. I, if it's playing the game manager role, like is it confidence? Just, is it just simple as confidence right now? I think it could be. I really do think it could be because I mean, dude, you even have Adam Thielen coming out to the press and being like, "Look, like at some point we have to have the ability to throw the ball." And it's not like he didn't attempt passes. Heck, he dropped back and threw thirty six times, and they didn't do anything with it. And we've seen him just airmail deep balls. Like Diggs should have had a huge game, not this one. I mean, he had 100 yards, but like last the last week of the week before, he airmailed him on two or three huge passes that would have won the game versus Green Bay. I, I just don't. I think his confidence is shot. Yeah, you think uh, they didn't get Case Keenum back in a trade? You think that's possible? Ooh, God, <laughs> you went there. Oh, you went there. Well, I mean, look, if you're the Vikings, you look and you say, okay, this is a winnable division still. And I don't know. Last time you're in the playoffs, that was the guy who was taking there. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Let's no, nah, Joe. Let's go back even farther in the time machine. Let's get some robot legs for Sam Bradford and put him under. Center. Oh, Sam Bradford has robot legs now. I'm pretty sure after all the injuries he's had. <laughs> uh, Chase Daniel stepped in, went 22 for 30, 195. Allen Robinson was his best friend, seven for 77. So a great game for him here. And I got my wish. I know it wasn't pretty though. I got David Montgomery carrying the ball 21 times. That's all I wanted. That's what I wanted. I didn't have a touchdown. I just want to see the volume. It, it's what should happen. Tariq Cohen finally scored, too. I know a lot of people were 
at, we're dropping Tariq Cohen everywhere, which I think was a little silly to drop him at this point in the year, but I understand the frustrations. I'm right there with you, but this was important, I think. Do you think that Montgomery 21 carries was because of Trubisky going out, or do you think this is maybe what we're going to start to see here going forward after the first couple of weeks are over? I think you buy him. I think you buy in hard, and this is not just me doubling down on all my preseason love. This is the fact that Mike Davis, I don't even think, he didn't even dress for this game. Like, Montgomery is the guy back there, and this is a really, really good Vikings team. If he's getting the ball, which he, he touched it 24 times, yeah, you need to buy in because the blow-up games are coming. It's going to happen, man. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. I, I The Mike Davis thing was so overrated. That was something I did not understand at all coming into this year. Why everybody was so worried about that. He was nothing but an insurance policy from the get-go. And if the Bears are going to be a good football team, it's going to be playing defense and running the ball. Next week, they're at the Raiders. So I got to imagine you got to hand the ball off 20 times again to Montgomery in this one because you're probably going to have Chase Daniel playing in this one. I don't know. We haven't, don't have a distinct word as of yet on how long Trubisky is going to be out, but it certainly looks like it's not going to be uh, him coming back next week. No, and I agree. I mean, it looks like at least from you know layman's eyes – uh, whether it's a dislocation or something worse. I mean, you always worry about when they come back and they come back out to the sideline wearing a sling. You're like, oh, crap, is it the collarbone? Yeah, that's never good. Never yeah, good. It, Coming back in street clothes with a sling. <laughs> what is good is the rest of the show, so we're going to hit another break. We come back, we're going to break down the evening game, preview to Monday Night Football, and a little exit velocity, too. Stick around. More fantasy sports today coming right at you right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is 
WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia here in for Craig Mish, filling in as the host. Derek Brown uh, from the Quant Edge, filling in as guest host here for the rest of the afternoon with us on this fine, fine Monday where we get to go back and uh, pick apart week four. And let's pick apart the evening game, which had all the billing of a really exciting football game. Lots of fun narratives, the Cowboys coming in on fire, that offense rock and rolling, Dak Prescott looking like a million bucks, the Teddy Bridgewater narrative of can he beat the Cowboys at home and all this stuff. And uh, basically a baseball game broke out. It was 12-10, and uh, it was not exactly <laughs> what people expected. Ezekiel Elliott did have a touchdown, so salvaged the day there, but 18 for 35, not what you're expecting from Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott, 223. Not what you're expecting. No touchdowns for him, but he did throw a pick. And uh, look, when Jason Witten is your leading receiver, I think that tells you all you need to know about the Cowboys end of this offense today. What do you think about this one here, Derek? What do you think about the Cowboys uh, going on the road here and playing a big boy team? Oh, man. Look, this was an eye-opener. With the Cowboys playing like a legitimate defense, I, I think that, look, as good as the Cowboys looked in those first few weeks, man, Dak looked rough in this game. He looked like he could not get comfortable. He came out firing in the third quarter. You're like, all right, maybe they're going to they're right the ship. They're going to be able to get something going here. But, dude, they, taking away Amari Cooper, like long, Marshawn Lattimore played really, really good in this game. And it wasn't the Marshawn Lattimore we had seen in the first few weeks. And him not having Amari Cooper to kind of lean on in the pass game, Zeke wasn't able to sit here and pick up the slack. That didn't happen. This offensive line did not open up massive holes. What were your takeaways for the Cowboys? Uh, just look, the Cowboys, I kept saying, seem to be just hitting everything at the right pace, right? You hit Eli Manning Giants, right? Then you hit the Dolphins. Woohoo, things are going great. Got Elliott back. Everything's rocking and rolling. Everything's great. And then they're going to hit the Saints without Drew Brees. And I thought they were going to go in there and I thought they were going to put on a show and they didn't. I mean, they just, I don't know if this was just coming out flat. I don't know if it's a bad game plan or maybe just the Saints defense. Because you saw it last week, too. The Saints defense rallied around Teddy Bridgewater and found a way to win in Seattle, which you and I both know is no small feat, no matter how much we might question Seattle as a team right now. But at the same time, you can put these last two wins squarely on the defense, in my opinion. Like the Saints defense, a a defense that's been given up big plays all last year, really has clamped down and they've taken it to another level. They have the personnel to do it. But it seems like they've really finally been able to limit those big plays, and that's been the difference this year. So do you see the same thing I do, which is, my goodness, the Saints defense all of a sudden, once Drew Brees disappeared, really showed up? No, I really do, and I and I think it's very impressive. I put this win, the last two wins, on just this being an overall good football team. Like, it's right. not just Drew Brees. This is a good football team. Like, the defense has shown up. 
And for anybody that – I watched every second of this game. Sean Payton is a mastermind. The way that he's able to sit here and script plays and get Teddy Bridgewater to roll out, not hold the ball forever, and move this offense down the field and still be able to manufacture points, that's where this th- these two wins lie squarely on the shoulders of the defense and Sean Payton. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, man. And and it's it's terrific. Good for them, too, because this might be how they have to win for a long time. <laughs> you know, you sure. know, un- until we know exactly when Breeze is coming back and how good he's going to be when he does. You know, it's always scary when a guy goes to pick up a football and you can't actually hold it. That's always a scary thing for a quarterback. Next week, they're going to go play the Bucs. The Bucs are going to come into <laughs> New Orleans. So are they going to shut that Bucks offense down, in your opinion? Or are the Bucs going to really challenge them because – Hell, they don't care. They have no responsibility at all, right? Like the Buccaneers, I feel like they don't care. They have, it's all just house money. They're going to go and just throw the kitchen sink at you. And where some other teams are like, no, we're going to try to do this and try to do that. Bucks, I don't know if there's like a try or a game plan. I feel like they just go out there and it's like school year and they just decide to just, just vomit offense everywhere, wherever they can. I, well, how do you think that game's going to go next week? I I, I think it's going to be a style. Game. Look, if it's can and the Cowboys, which I feel like are better football teams than the Bucks, And you have Jameis Winston on the road, which uh, historically he's been bad. And the last time we've seen him come in and try to eat a W in Big Easy, I think that it's not going to be a pushover. I think the Saints are going to come to play, and I think Cam Jordan is going to put Winston on his back a whole lot in that game. All right, let's move on to tonight's game where Pittsburgh is favored at home against the Bengals. The Bengals still winless on the year, and the Steelers still winless on the year. So as long as there's no ties... Somebody gets a W here. Now, it would seem, it would seem that this is all things set up for the Pittsburgh Steelers to finally get a W. And they're at home. It's Monday night. All these things are there. My question to you is, is this a lock? Or do you think that uh, maybe just maybe the Bengals make this super interesting? Oh, man. Maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm a total fish in saying this. I don't know. But I really think it's the Steelers are a lock. I mean, you have so many things going in their favor. I think this defense is going to play good. You have Andy Dalton in a primetime game at Heinz Field, and we know how bad historically Andy Dalton has been traveling to Pittsburgh in a, an island game. I I really think the Steelers are going to eat. I think this, this defense is going to put some heat on him. I think this is a huge bounce-back spot for James Conner and this team to get right. Yeah, look, I I think so too, but I think we could all say that week four, a lot of things didn't go the way we thought they were sure. and <laughs> how that was going to work out. It would make sense that at home, this crowd and everything, you know, I thought the same thing too with Seattle. I thought that was a lock when the Seattle came to Pittsburgh and then Roethlisberger got hurt. And I think that just crushed them. It just like whatever, whatever mojo they had left just got crushed that night or that afternoon, I should say. And I, I can't blame them, but Mason Rudolph, I, I'm not going to write him off quite yet. Uh, we'll see. Do you think Deontay Johnson's was a one-off last week, or do you think that's going to continue as well? Because it seemed like a good rapport in that game last week against Tampa with the two of them. I think we get the target volume. I think this team has finally figured out what we all knew coming into the season, that Dante Moncrief is just not good. So I think Johnson's going to continue to run as the two there and, and get a decent amount of target volume, especially when you add in the fact that I, I don't think Vance McDonald's playing this game, and you have Nick Finette just now in the door. So he's going to have to shoulder a lot of the load in the past game. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that statement as well. Now you got Connor too. This is a very important game here for Connor. 
So, look, I know, Connor, you could certainly put into that goal grouping of guys that have been disappointing. And, you know, Curley's been one of them. He had two touchdowns yesterday. Still disappointing from a volume standpoint, without a doubt. But he did have the two touchdowns. So that kind of salvaged the day across the board. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been dreadful. He had a big game. Jarvis Landry has been dreadful. He had a big game. So I guess the question is this. Like, Connor, I feel like like the last guy left. Is it finally James Connor time tonight? Yeah, I think it's James Connor time. I really think, look. If you have the immortal robot that known as Frank Gore that's able to sit here and put up a solid game versus the Bengals defense last week, I really think Connor can, man. I think it's just a matter of time. This offensive line is going to open up some holes, and the Bengals are just – they're absolutely atrocious versus the run. I think James Conner's going to eat. Yeah, I would agree with that statement as well. And, look, we'll see what happens here. I, I don't think regardless that if the Steelers win here that they go on a run. Like, I, I don't see that happening this year. No, like, it just yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, the worst thing that could happen, honestly, if you're still a fan, the worst thing that can happen is you win six games because now you become that team. You become that team that's trying to turn the roster over, trying to get younger and do all these things, and, you know, you you keep moving picks, and that's not what you want to do. You If you're going to suck, suck. Like, if you're going to go down that road, just be terrible. Almost in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, what the Jets would do. They would win five games and just keep spinning their wheels and spinning their wheels, and I feel like the Steelers are going to probably be somewhere around a four or five win team this year. And I don't know if it's going to get it done, especially with the way the dolphins are trying their best to, uh, to lock down that number one, which looks pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty good right now for them. No, and I absolutely agree. I think the Steelers are stuck in this kind of purgatory. I feel like this is a team that felt like they were going to go somewhere this year. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, they traded and gave away the picks for Minka after the Roethlisberger uh, injury. I don't go. That, I don't dude. I scream. It did not make any sense. Screamed and yelled from the hilltops. What a stupid thing this was to do. Now, uh, granted, I get it. He's a young player. You're trying to to shore up something. But this to me was that pure, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. We need to fix this. We need to fix this. It's it's the uh, inability to recognize, oh my God, we're not a contender this year. And the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers have been a contender for 20 years. So why would they not recognize it? Why wouldn't they just keep going all in? But at a certain point, you have to look at it and go, no Le'Veon Bell, no Antonio Brown, no Ben Roethlisberger. You're not a contender this year. You're just not, especially in the AFC. When you look at teams like the way the Pats are playing defense right now, the way the Chiefs play offense, you are so far behind those teams, Derek. I don't know what they're thinking about, and I think it's going to set them back. They are going to regret that deal, I think, when they look up next year. No, and I absolutely agree because I didn't understand. I'm like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to buy like a, a what? A lint of the wild card, and then next year you're like, hey, here's here's our first round pick. We're the, wait, wait, wait. We don't have a first round pick. Ah, yeah. we oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we're 6-10 and 10 with no first round pick. Terrific. Like, that's going to help Yay. us move back into the first round. Uh, just absolutely dreadful. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what happens. And speaking of which, in case you missed it earlier in the show, we'll touch on this too. AJ Green is expected to be out at least through week six. No shocker here for me. The vagueness of this reporting early on was so telling. And there were so many chances in so many drafts, Derek, where AJ Green kept falling and kept falling. And I refused to take him because all I kept thinking was, I don't see how he is playing by, like if he's playing by Halloween, that would be such a a gift. It would be a gift from the gods if that happened. But this is troubling because here we are. You got to get him back in time if you want to trade him. So I, I don't know, man. To me, this is very frustrating if you're an AJ Green owner and you drafted early for sure. But Really, I feel like the writing was on the wall here. If How many times have we seen an injury like this happen and people on a team was this vague about a return timetable? 
and look, you're you're we're on the same page. We're we're speaking from the same notebook. We're reading the same notes out of this one because I kept telling people all draft season. Hell, even right now, I keep telling people. I'm like, look, this reeks of 2018, Doug Baldwin. Like, oh, even if he comes perfect. back, he's yep. not gonna be healthy. Like, if you got him, trade him. If you have him, I'm sorry. You obviously weren't following or listening to me because I I was like, look, stay away. I, I this is. Absolute danger zone. I wanted nothing to do with A.J. Green, and I don't think he comes back. Look, put it this way, Joe. This is a guy that is going to be like as a pending free agent. This is not a team that's going to go anywhere. They're not going to win anything. They're not going to the playoffs. That's for sure. So why is he going to rush himself back at less than 100%? That's not going to happen here. And even if he comes back, I don't think he is 100%. So the the alarm bells are, are singing the whistles are going off. Like if people are not listening, you got to be deaf. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, brother. I really am. It's just crazy. And then you get Colt McCoy, who's now got supreme confidence from his coach next week <laughs> going into New England. We'll see how that works out. You, do you have supreme confidence in Colt McCoy leading the Redskins to a W in New England next week? Huh? What's the line I, on that one? You think? <laughs> I, negative. I, I mean, it, it's, it's got to be fourteen, right? Like something like that. Like, uh, I, like I, a, a Dolphins. I'm line? guessing it's somewhere around there already. It's just it's absolute madness, man. I'll tell you. And obviously, some other big injuries too. We mentioned earlier in the show. In case you missed it, Trubisky out with that shoulder. We'll wait. I'm sure Dr. Roto and Adam Rose will have more info on that one as the afternoon unfolds. Kenny Stills with the hamstring, Marlon Mack with the ankle, Landry out with the concussion. So that's going to be one to watch too. Uh, be surprising him or Hawkinson was on the field next week. I would be very surprised. And uh, look, we'll see what happens here going forward with Josh Allen too. another one where I don't think he was headhunting, but it was clearly JC Jackson hit him with the helmet. And what are you going to do? Those things, the guy was getting tackled the same thing, same time, definitely worth the penalty, whether or not it's worth the fine, we'll find out, but certainly not what the bills want either. They're going to not be uh, nearly as good of a football team with Matt Barkley playing quarterback as they are with Josh Allen. So, uh, I want to thank uh, my boy here, Derek Brown, over from the Quant Edge for joining us. Derek, tell everybody where they can find you again uh, and check out all your work. Yeah, uh, so check me out on Twitter at Debro underscore, underscore. FFB. I got to get it in there, FFB. Uh, yeah, and I'll have uh, my articles popping every single week. Uh, this is a great time, Joe. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I always love chopping it up, talking uh, nugget sauce and everything in between with you, man. Nugget sauce, football, football nuggets. It's all the same. And I appreciate you hanging with me talking about football. Great stuff, as always, from my boy D-Bro. Again, go check him out at the Quant Edge. And he's one of my team black book people. So uh, you should follow him, read his stuff, because he's smart, he's funny, and uh, he knows a thing about nugget sauce. All right, we're going to hit a break. We come back. It's Exit Velocity. Stick around. More FSD right after this. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. 
I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, been a great time today recapping uh, all of the Sunday action here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and I will be back tomorrow, as always, after we're done here. Make sure you stick around for uh, a little bit more fantasy talk with Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, breaking down everything, all the news and notes And, of course, the week that was and looking ahead to the week that will be. But before we do that, we always like to do a little thing called Exit Velocity, and it starts right now. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit Velocity. Nice velocity. Okay, so it was kind of a, a down season for my New York Mets, but... After being under 500 by 10 games, they were over 500 by 10 games in the second half. But most importantly, we found our savior because Pete Alonso decided that he was not just any rookie. He was a special rookie. In fact, he was so special that he broke the rookie home run record. And not only did he do it with style and panache, he did it with emotion. And there he was after all the celebration of the home run. There he is playing first base and tears rolling down his eyes. A beautiful moment, an emotional moment where a young man, a rookie, gets the gravity of the situation. How important in the moment this was, how important it was for him and the fan base 
to feel good about something in this town. New York is not an easy place to play, especially for a baseball player, especially because the knowledge of the fan base is so high. And only thing higher than that is the expectations. And let me tell you something, Pete Alonso, not only did he reach expectations, he exceeded them. Now the question will be, can he put this team on his back next year on those big giant polar bear shoulders and lead them to the playoffs? Because at the end of the day, individual accomplishments are great, but in New York, it's about winning championships. And it's been a real long time since the Mets have won one. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at JoePizzaPS17. Follow Craig at Craig Mish and check out all the great content at FNTSY. That'll do it for me today at Fantasy Sports. Today is in the books, but the story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, tomorrow, same time, same place. Stay tuned. Dr. Roto, Adam Ronis up right now, right after this. Have a good day, kids. <laughs>